0: Welcome to the Unfriendly Finds, the only podcast on the internet where you will hear an engaged couple argue about the Chicago Cubs and St. Louis Cardinals and all of the nothing that they did this week. My name is Caitlin Swica. I am your resident Cub fan. here with my fiancé, Will Heckman-Mark. Hello, hello. Fan of the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, Will, it has been just a monumentally unexciting week in Cubs and Cardinals fandom, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think they pretty much realized that the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, so they know that they're <laughs> they're, they're okay with taking a backseat. They're giving they you know a, what's up.
0: They're giving you some time off, specifically for you. They were like, "Will can't handle the emotions right now." Of
1: right, my emotional investment. I'm pushing all my chips into the center of the table. I can't be distracted by Randall Grichik this and you know Lizard King that. You know, I gotta gotta stay focused right. as on the prize. All
0: right, that is fair. Well. We uh, we will not actually be talking about the Cubs and Cardinals today because there's nothing literally nothing to talk about um, that that's, I can think of. That's very fair. Other than Alex Avila, the one that got away signing with Arizona today.
1: Sad. W- are you supposed to have emotions about that? Yeah, I, it, like either way.
0: Would have been nice to have the Cubs resign him as a as an option behind Wilson Contreras, but I never really thought that was going to happen. So I'm moving on with my
1: emotions. To did, the that, did that take long for you to move no, on with your emotions? Really. <laughs> Um, proud
0: of you so let's focus our uh we'll do a short baseball portion of the chat today and then um
1: there are other teams
0: later on we're gonna go into the super bowl and some prop bets yes Um, if you are not a regular listener of the unfriendly pod finds um you should know that will is a large fan of the philadelphia eagles who are facing off on sunday against the evil empire new england patriots and uh we talked a little bit about the game last week. We could do that today, but I think what we're more excited about is talking about some prop bets. Um, I've looked into a few. I want to talk to Will about where, which way we think they're going to go. Because to me, this is possibly my favorite part of the Super Bowl. I mean, most years you don't have a dog in the fight. Most years you're just enjoying the pageantry, the commercials, the food, and the prop bets.
1: So. Yeah. No, even this year, even even with uh, pouring all of my uh, football-loving soul into this game, it's it's still not enough. I still need to just... <laughs> Blow lots of money on it as well, so cool. we'll, uh, yeah, we'll definitely discuss some of the most fun ways to at least do that.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll get to that but first. Let's just chat a little bit. I thought this would be a good, a good opportunity to talk about some of the other teams in the NL Central, um, the status quo that has been kind of in place for a few years now. That seems to now be shifting. So, I would say since about 2015, we've kind of gone into each season thinking you got the Cubs, Cardinals, and Pirates. Um, Prior to that, prior to the Cubs' resurgence in 2015, it was Cardinals and Pirates battled, battled it out a little bit in the, in the two years prior to that. and uh, But it seems like we had kind of settled into this pattern, and now we've seen a paradigm shift. I think I'm just using that word to sound smarter, but there has definitely been a shift in the way this division is lined up. So the big baseball news of the past week was that, well, something finally happened, which was the main news. Um, but Brewers making moves. Um, they have taken advantage of the Miami Marlins fire sale, which by the way, as a Cub fan Oh my
1: god, we're having a fire.
0: I can't tell you how tell. I can't tell you how annoying it has been as Keep a Cubs that in, fan. Man, please. <laughs> Can I talk?
1: You were saying words. Okay.
0: As a Cub fan it has been extremely you. annoying that there have been three major players uh, sold off from the Miami Marlins and two of whom have gone to the Cubs chief rivals. Um, this week goes Christian Yelich going north of the border to Milwaukee. Um, now, the Brewers seem like they give up a pretty good trade package I mean, with did that. Did you
1: say north of the border yes, to Milwaukee? That's, yes. You, it's know that's in, you know that's it's in America, right?
0: I know, but it's like the border, like going up north for the weekend. It's not the border. That's a thing. It's a border.
1: There are a lot of the borders.
0: <laughs> well, Donald this, Trump, they tell you all <laughs> of the borders
1: you're supposed to be afraid of. I don't think yeah. Illinois, Wisconsin is one of them.
0: They're taking a trek up I-94. Is that better? I guess they're actually technically not going up I-94. Nothing, I-
1: nothing's great at this point. We've already spent too much time talking about the Brewers. So,
0: no. So the Brewers traded for Christian Jelic, um, gave up Lewis Brinson, who was a, a top prospect of theirs, as well as uh, Monta Harrison. Monte, Monta? I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, a couple other prospects. So they did give up a decent haul to get him. But I was looking today. Um, Christian Jelic's contract runs through 2021, and there is a team option. Oh, wow. In 2022, for $15 million, which, if he keeps up anything near his current level of production, was going to be a steal. Yeah, I think you'd take that. Um, follow that up the same day by signing Lorenzo Kane for five years and $80 million. Now, granted, Lorenzo Cain is 31, but he's been a productive player. Um, to me, what scared me about that move was that as a Cub fan, I like to believe in the magic of the 2016 season, and I think David Ross was a big part of that. You know, he was the grizzled veteran who had been there before, and, you know, Great personality, like, <laughs> took everyone else oh. under his wing.
1: Um, don't, don't be alarmed. Those are just fake vomiting noises, So, dear I, listeners.
0: Based on the, you know, I'm not claiming to be an expert, but based on what I've seen of Lorenzo Kane from the Royals, I feel like he has the potential to be a more talented version of that. Like, yeah, I was going
1: to say, he's way too good of a player oh, to yeah. actually fill that he has
0: He has actual value as a player, but then on top of that, he just seems like the guy you want in your clubhouse. Like, he always seemed like a really fun guy in Kansas City um he's been to you know he went to back to back world series he knows what it takes i feel like when you have a cl- like a team like that that's young and hungry you want the guy that's gonna i don't know galvanize them show them you know challenge them and i feel like lorenzo kane could be that so i think you know i mean 5 years and 80 million and he's already 31 so not sure if that contract is going to pan out that well you know in 5 years but i think you have to like the short term value it brings your thoughts
1: yeah no i mean i think they you know definitely exceeded their own expectations last year of where they thought they were, at least in the rebuild. I mean, they were pretty much in playoff contention for, you know. Pretty good, much the whole year, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were had a, a shot in the division for the first four or five months of the season. And so, still
0: barely missed out on the wild card at the end, too.
1: Yeah, so I, I think, you know, it makes all the sense in the world for them to go out and be aggressive. And Kane's a guy, you know, who can go out, even if he's not, like you said, going to live up to the entirety of that contract, can go out and, play a good defensive center field you know you're gonna get that out of him he's got a great speed good guy into having that middle of the lineup you've got the balance of you know Yelich a lefty and then the two big righties with Kane and Braun it's a nice uh pretty formidable uh, middle of the lineup for uh for the rest of the division to face so and they've got some other good young guys named Eric Eric Thames came on last year and just Crushed home yeah. runs Not everywhere. that he's exactly
0: young, but he was... Uh, I mean, he had been in Korea for a little bit. I,
1: I assume that if I hadn't heard of them <laughs> until last year that they're a young, up-and-coming prospect. That shows mm-hmm. you the quality and depth of research mm-hmm. that we uh, put into each of these podcasts. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it uh, definitely makes them... I would say they're probably still the third-best team in the division look- but it's a lot closer than it was before yeah.
0: when i looked at their pitching staff i still think they're third and then after they signed kane there was kind of a rumor that like they thought that they would have room to sign kind of a top line starting pitcher and then i actually just read something tonight that eh, actually that might not be in the budget um or maybe they just don't think they can get one so that's kind of up in the air still i mean if they could do that then you're scared
1: yeah I mean they're in a tough spot though because just because you know like we've talked about with this offseason there's still so many pitchers that we're waiting to kind of see where the dominoes fall and you wouldn't think that I know they had like reached out and made an offer to you Darvish but and let's be honest I mean a pitcher of that caliber is not gonna look at Milwaukee as the most attractive destination especially when he's already Played on the Dodgers, expressed interest in going back to the Dodgers. And
0: I mean, unless there's an extenuating circumstance of, like, he knows someone there. I mean, I think that was why you Darvish was seriously considering the Twins, because, like, there's a coach there that he knows. Um, but, sure. But, yeah, you don't... Lots accept, of yeah. the
1: large Japanese population in Minnesota. that will adore him, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm not holding my breath on that, but...
1: They'll sign yeah. someone. They're, they'll sign another pitcher. It just won't be enough to, I don't think, make up the difference between what you've got very good top three right. in Chicago with Hendricks, Arietta, Lester. Not in that order, or in any particular order. But Arrieta. No, Quintana. Or not. Yeah. They'll...
0: Sorry. I just want to be somewhat accurate on this podcast. So. Well, it's
1: it's the Cubs. I feel no need to do any research. As long as one of us is providing facts yeah. on the Cubs. I'm... You. Okay. Uh, that's fine. All right. Um. Yeah, and then with the depth that the Cardinals have, you know, I I just think that they're still the Brewers are still a ways away from from those two teams, even though they did dramatically improve the offense.
0: So I don't disagree with you, but this kind of brings into something that we were talking about off the air in our regular daily lives. Um, we do talk to each other off the air. <laughs> um, I noticed after these two signings, or sorry, not two signings, but the trade and the signing, that a lot of people on Cubs Twitter had kind of a dismissive attitude of this. Of uh, You know, the the Brewers just basically implying that they were still not close to the Cubs. And uh, I treated my frustration with this because I was like, how could you not say they didn't just get a lot better? That's two premier outfielders. As I said, Kane, the kind of guy who has experience in the postseason. um, Both at relatively reasonable prices for what you're getting for them. At least for Kane for the early part of his deal. Um,
1: Did you then feel the wrath of Cubs Twitter? No. The backlash? Actually,
0: I did get... um, I can't recall this person's name right now. So I apologize because I'm sure he's totally listening. But uh, someone did point out to me, um, you know, fan graphs, which not the projections are everything, but they can kind of be, uh, you know, they they give us a good baseline or a good projection of what the numbers are saying. Um, basically still have Milwaukee in the high 70s, like 77 or 78 wins. Yeah. Um, last year they were in the 80s. Um, I think kind of the thought is that, like Eric Fame's last year, first of all, when you looked at his year, he was only really good for, like, two or three months of it. Like, he was amazing in April. He was pretty good in May. And then he, like, fell off a cliff for a while. And then in September, I think he kind of was resurgent. Um, but I might be a to Don't fact check us I Yeah, now. don't fact check that. But for sure, that he had a large portion of the summer where he wasn't really hitting after he started out just hitting out of his mind. Um, I mean,
1: yeah, he was pretty boomer bust all season. Right. He was never really hitting for that high of an average. And, and then
0: Jimmy Nelson, who I think I read he was ahead of his schedule in rehab, but you're still probably counting on starting the year without him. Um, just overall, like you think the team kind of overachieved last year, and so now if you think they're going to regress back, so I, I think that's a fair argument. And again, especially when you look at their rotation without Jimmy Nelson,
1: I mean, yeah, you're looking at you're looking at Ben Sheets, uh, <laughs> Kyle Loesch as your top two guys. Zach Davies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I assume Sean Markham is still is still there, so that's probably not the group you want to be trotting out uh, against these other teams in the Central.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I think my take on it is, uh, I think the Cubs are still still definitely a better team when you take into account their pitching and their offense. But I don't know. I mean, the other thing, the other argument to be made is that they were kind of filling holes that weren't that glaring. Like the, you know, they're obviously they've been trying to shop Domingo Santana. All winter, um, without much success. But like they already had people there last year who were putting up numbers, um, so it's not like you're going from a position you know where you had nothing and now you've signed Christian Yelich. Like they're they're upgrading for sure. Um,
1: you but know who is going to a position of having nothing? It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. Wow,
0: look at that segue, folks. This is this is why I make big bucks. Y- you really get what you pay for. It's <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. As the Brewers are ascending, and I personally am a little concerned about them, though I still think the Cubs and Cardinals are better, uh, the Pirates have kind of thrown in the towel here and decided they are, uh, their competitive window is closed. So these are a little bit older moves, but we never talked about them. Uh, Garrett Cole got traded to Houston for basically a package of prospects that was headlined by Colin Moran, former first-round pick, who's now, I believe, in his third franchise. Um, I'm not, like, a prospect person, but from what I kind of read, it was kind of an underwhelming return.
1: I mean, how glad are you that the Astros aren't in the division anymore? Yeah. I mean, it would My be God. absurd.
0: Um, but yeah, Garrett Cole, now a Houston Astro, and then Andrew McCutcheon to get traded to the Giants. When I looked, to be honest, when this trade went down, I did not look too closely at the details of it, and I had assumed they had gotten some pretty good prospects back. And from what I could tell, it looked like they got a relief pitcher, um, a prospect who was a second-round pick, so I don't really know how high he is on the prospect list, and some international slot money.
1: And I don't know. When I looked at this for me. Didn't they get Arroyo? Wasn't that the was Giants? Was that part of it? I, don't I, know. Th- I thought Christian Arroyo was in.
0: If that's true, we have to record this this
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Christian Arroyo is the centerpiece of the deal, and just the Giants Would baseball
0: reference up. lie to me?
1: I don't think the internet would lie to you.
0: Okay. Um, it's
1: much more likely that I would lie to you.
0: Nope. Here we go. The team announced Live that,
1: on the air. The team looking announced things up on baseball reference. That face
0: of the franchise, Andrew McCutcheon, has been traded to the Giants along with cash considerations in exchange for young right hander Kyle Crick, who I believe is a reliever. Outfield prospect Brian Reynolds and five hundred thousand dollars worth of international bonus pool space. I think Arroyo had been a part of a rumor, and I don't think that ended up happening. And the Pirates are actually covering two and a half million of his fourteen point seven five million dollar salary.
1: So they just don't care. It's like, I mean, all right, we had a fun little run. We can go back to being the Pirates now. I mean, Everyone's they, worried about the Steelers anyway. Given so their success
0: in the international market, I, I think they'll do something good with that bonus money, and I could see how that would be very valuable to them um, when you look at the players they brought up through that system, like Charlie Marte, who is a stud. But I think generally, when I saw this, I mean, I know as a Cup fan, I should probably be happy, but it just made me like kind of sad because for me, when the Pirates reemerged, like, 2013, like, the Cubs were in such a dark time that I wanted someone to come up and challenge the Cardinals, and they did, and they were just, like, a really fun team. Oh, yeah. And that playoff series... I did not hate them at any point. They're just, like, fun. Um, Andrew McCutcheon is just, like, it's impossible to hate him. I guess we're going to have to try because he's on the Giants now. We're going to have to try a lot harder.
1: Yeah, (laughs) unfortunately. But
0: he just seemed like he never... Made a wrong step. I mean, Garrett Cole. I feel like you had a big man crush on him. Um,
1: only for fantasy baseball seasons.
0: <laughs> no. I feel like he only had one or two seasons where he li- like lived up to his you know reputation. But it still sucks to see him kind of just like traded away. I don't know. I don't know what they got back, and maybe maybe they're geniuses and they actually got back amazing prospects in this deal. But uh, we do not have to worry about the Pirates this year. And frankly, to me, it was just kind of a sad way to see this era go.
1: And the Reds still have a baseball <laughs> team. Who will be equally as irrelevant as the Pirates. Except for poor Joey Votto, who might still be the MVP of the National League.
0: Can you name a red besides Votto and uh, Hamilton right now?
1: Uh, Zach Cozart is still there,
0: perhaps, I think. I don't think so. I think he signed with Anaheim.
1: No? Okay. uh,
0: We did... This podcast is really showing our...
1: This is the ultimate baseball podcast. If you think that Buster <laughs> Olney is the ultimate insider, you're wrong. It's, uh, it's actually us okay, guessing, guessing who Major League Baseball players might be.
0: I'm just here for the ticks. That Kozar is a an Manaheim angel. Or, oh dear God. I'm sorry, he's a Los Angeles angel of Manaheim.
1: Bronson Arroyo has got to still be there. <laughs> he's never not yeah. there. Just when you think you're rid of yeah. him, he, he resurfaces. So does Homer Bailey. This is far too much Red Stock already. So. This is a lot of Red Stock. We've already named five, maybe Red players.
0: Too long. Didn't read version would be Brewers maybe good, Pirates bad, Reds still really bad. And that is your uh, divisional update. Um, we may kind of recap some of this stuff closer
1: to the season. I don't really know, but we'll at least talk more about the Cubs and Cardinals. We yeah,
0: we still got yeah. Hopefully they'll do something at some point. So that we can actually talk about it. But, like, honestly, I think if we had tried to make 15 minutes of talking out of the Cubs and Cardinals this week, I don't know what we would have talked about.
1: I would have pivoted to Nick Foles within (laughs) 60 seconds or less.
0: All right. Let's move on to... Nick Foles. The
1: Super Bowl! Let's do it!
0: All right, folks. So, uh, I just spent a little time uh, quickly scrolling through some of the prop bets on Bovada. And, uh... I don't know, I'm just going to kind of throw some out there. Okay. Um, some of these I did get, um, I listened to uh, Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal did a podcast earlier today, so if some of my arguments sound familiar, I was probably influenced.
1: Now now before we dive into the the nitty gritty of these kind of more sort of like one-off sure. prop bets, I want to ask you a, a deep philosophical question of how you feel. Two Two things. How do you feel in general about the principle of me being an Eagles fan, hedging my emotions by placing a financial wager on the Patriots, either money line, maybe Cover the Spread, maybe Tom Brady to win MVP, haven't figured that out yet. But two, and maybe more importantly, how large of a financial wager does that have to be? Like, how much would I have to bet on the Patriots to offset the emotional trauma that will come from the Eagles possibly losing to the Patriots in the Super Bowl?
0: I, I, I don't think you should do it. I think
1: you're I think. against the principle entirely. <laughs> no,
0: I understand the principle you're going for, but I don't know. Like, I'm trying to put this in terms that I can understand. It's like if I had bet money on the Indians to win the 2016 World Series and the Cubs had some, you know, not made that uh, extra innings rally in Game Seven, I don't think I would have felt any less devastated if the Indians had come back and I won.
1: You know. So how much. how much money? would it have More to money be money to like at least at least on? come into the back of your mind to be like well if the Indians do win this series I'm up like what 200 500, 500 bucks at least 500 but at even least that,
0: like no my emotions are not worth that like oh my the one thing I wanted my entire childhood versus 500 bucks I
1: don't know I could buy a lot of things I always wanted since childhood for $500 really? they're almost all food and beer related so <laughs> I, I, I'm not against the, you know,
0: hedging concept in general, but I think when it's something this big, like the Super Bowl, like, you gotta live and die with your team. If, if your team loses, you gotta feel that hurt inside. And,
1: so can't I just put, like, 10, 20 bucks on it? It won't affect my emotional it. state, and I I'll at least be so. like, oh, well, here's a nice
0: little... I suppose at that point, then it's okay, but, yeah, it's not gonna make you feel that much better. If you think it will, then go. I don't to
1: think it's team. gonna make me feel better, I just want... There then just then needs why are you to be doing? some so then why are you doing? because so there can be a silver lining. If I'm going to feel like shit, I might as well make a little bit of money. Your off silver of lining
0: will be both teams played hard. The Eagles made us proud.
1: You stop. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> you stop talking. All right, all right. Okay. Let's do prop let's bets. do prop bets. Prop
0: bets. All right. So what for some, some of these first ones, I did not put what the payout would be. I just kind of jotted down a few at the beginning. So national anthem. It's a classic. Um, this year's over under is two minutes. Okay. Um,
1: and I feel like it's been even the over under has been longer, like it has been set well, higher I think in the past. In previous so, years. like I Alicia Keys, it was two twenty. or something My understanding
0: like that. is that Pink does not have any film on YouTube. Like in the past, there have been like, oh, Alicia Keys uh, singing the Super Bowl at some other event, and she did it in two fifteen. So that's how they set the over under. This time, I don't think there's I, film.
1: There's there is definitely a staffer on the Patriots oh. with Secret Table <laughs> Pink singing the national anthem. I'm sure it's Possibly exists. in her it's own It's not like
0: as easy as just Googling it. So I think two minutes is kind of the standard. Um, I think she will go over because I watched the Grammys and whatever song she was singing, she sang the shit out of it. And I think she's going to do the same for our national anthem.
1: So singing the shit out of it means like...
0: Yeah. Holding the notes. Holding all
1: the notes yeah. and... Trying to, quote-unquote, make it your own in the way that uh, I, I infuriates my mother for people who just refuse to sing it right.
0: I think she'll sing it right, quote-unquote. She's a great singer. I think she'll do a good job with it, but I could see her holding onto it a little longer. I still think over two minutes. I still think I think I agree. More. Okay, other uh, national anthem bets. Uh, this one is weird. Will she be airborne at any point during the national anthem? No. And I assume this was inspired by when she gave that performance where she, like, like did, like, a. Trapeze type thing from the ceiling. I don't think she will do that for the, for the national anthem. Yeah, line.
1: no. It, I think it's you, a weird. Bet. You don't you don't pull any you don't pull any shenanigans when it comes to the national anthem. I agree. That's. I don't know. I there can't be a very good payout for that bet. I but whatever so. it is, I would I would parlay that with something else where you have maybe a fifty fifty shot because that mm-hmm. seems like easy money.
0: Okay. Another interesting one that. um so, Pink, turns out, is an Eagles fan. She is from Pennsylvania, general philly
1: Doylestown, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, according to Wikipedia. I did not venture further to figure out where Doylestown is, but I'm guessing it's somewhere in the general Philadelphia area. Sure.
0: So, will she be wearing an Eagles shirt? Yes, with plus 170, minus 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 two, Or, no, it
1: would be minus 250. Again, like, it's the national anthem. See, but like, I think... Like, I don't think you... Have you ever seen another performer wear any kind of sports paraphernalia before they sing God Bless America. Yes. The National, when?
0: When, like, if it's at the team stadium, they'll wear it. Like, if the Eagles asked her to do it, I'm sure she would wear an Eagle shirt. I don't think it's disrespectful. No, but,
1: like, a neutral site, like, World Series championship so type so of stage.
0: I think Pink is one of the real ones. She's going to stay true to her roots here. She's not going to say go, Eagles." She's not going to do anything like that. She's just going to wear, you know, a nice little Nick shirt.
1: She does not own a Nick Foles jersey. <laughs> She'll get
0: one. She's rich. All right.
1: Don, so. Donovan McNabb, maybe David Akers. So we disagree. Just we disagree on this. We do. We disagree. We do. Although, so my national anthem bet would probably be the over paired with she mm. does not is not airborne at any point. Yeah, that seems. I'd, I'd probably that seems like free two money. of those.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, I did not write down the odds for this, but just a fun one to think about. Uh, the first oh. scoring play. Touchdown, field goal. So I guess other is an option.
1: I'm not sure what. I others. guess safety. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I feel like the the I feel like the last few Super Bowls have kind of been sort of slow starting. Like both teams are kind of just feeling each other out. You get usually more low scoring first quarter. So I'm inclined to go field goal here, just because I think both teams have good enough offenses where they can move the ball, you know, that both have really good coaches where those first like 15 scripted plays or whatever it is will be enough to get one of those two teams into field goal range pretty early. Um so yeah, I'm I'm leaning field goal on this one.
0: I feel like it is normally a field goal, but for some reason in my gut, I think someone's going to score a touchdown. I think Jay Ajayi is going to break like an 18 yard run or something i don't know Ooh, just
1: chills. <laughs> chills, chills up my spine <laughs> but i have no logic at all behind that
0: just my thought will tom brady throw an interception
1: i'm gonna go with no i don't i i think just in general the the pats game plan just because the eagles defensive line has been it does such a good job of putting pressure on the quarterback you know that's all we've been hearing about is that You know, they have the same blueprint as the Giants did, where they have, like, this front four that can put pressure on Brady. So, Belichick, if I know that, Belichick obviously knows it. So, I would think they would try to do more quick passes, little obnoxious dinking and dunking that will make me pull my hair out all night. But easy short throws and make the Eagles try to tackle in space. So, I don't see them taking too many deep shots or throws where Brady could possibly make a mistake. So, I'm going to go with no. Okay. Um, you you you're not gonna. I kind of feel you're like it's,
0: I feel like it's no two, but clearly you've done a lot more football analysis than I have. I just can't. I've
1: been it. listening to over an hour of of football related podcasts every day. It's, that said, as much as I
0: enjoy the Eagles and want them to win and want you to be happy, like the prospect of Tom Brady throwing an interception makes me more excited than anything. Like, ooh, that would be a set, my most. Sack fumble
1: is much more likely. I do think the Eagles will force at least one turnover, but I. I would be surprised if they got an interception. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, thought this one was interesting. Who will finish the game with more receiving yards? Brandon Cooks or Alshon Jeffrey?
1: That's tough. I mean, both teams kind of spread the ball around pretty well to their receivers, but I feel like Brandon Cooks has more of that kind of home run threat potential. You know, he's. I, I feel like I remember seeing him with the Saints, where he would catch like a five-yard slam pattern and just run 80 yards to the house because he was so fast, I think he has a better chance of doing that than Alshon Jeffrey, even though Jeffrey will probably, like, get six or seven targets for more yards, like, per play, but if Cooks hits one big one, then... So I'm going to go with Cooks.
0: You know I've got a soft spot for Alshon.
1: Also... Is that because fantasy reasons? Because uh, he was the only tolerable player on the Bears for a long well, time? a little bit of both,
0: yeah. I mean, I had him on fantasy. Um, living in Chicago, even though I'm not a Bears fan, uh, whenever I threw on the TV, it was Bears games. He's just fun to watch. He's, like, always a threat. Uh, he was, for a long time in the Bears, the only, yeah, the only tolerable thing that you could think he might do something. So, And uh, for a long time on the Bears, he was, like, constantly hurt. And knock on wood for the Eagles this year, he has been reliable for the most part. He might have just a couple games like that I don't oh. really remember. Oh, maybe one or two, but uh, no. I like Ashon, and I believe in him, so I'm going to pick him with no football knowledge behind that whatsoever. Okay, um, Giselle Buncheon, Number of times they show her on screen during the course of the game, over under one point five.
1: So this is from like whistle to whistle. I this think doesn't so. Include I don't post- think it game or anything like that. Parade. I feel like I've made a very similar bet to this multiple times and been screwed. Because I think, oh, of course they'll show, like Eli Manning. I think it was Eli during the Peyton Manning yeah. Super Bowl. Like they'll definitely show him more, than- and they just didn't show him the entire time. So, having been uh, financially crippled uh, by by a bet like this before, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take the under. I think it's under two. Yes,
0: kickoff until final whistle. Halftime doesn't count. I think they usually show her like once, and they're not going to show her a lot more than that.
1: Right. So. Like if the Patriots are blowing them out with like four minutes left in the game, maybe they go up to the or or he.
0: Or if Brett Musburger were doing the game, but he's not, so <laughs> we're,
1: all, we're getting <laughs> every red blooded American just decided to buy their girlfriend Victoria's Secret. I don't know what the.
0: It's something about applying for Alabama, no.
1: Well, yeah, uh, but she, uh, did she even go to college? That's I don't, a good question. I don't question. know. I don't, so, I don't know what, the, don't know what like. my call to action is here as a consumer, besides applying to Florida State. All
0: I was doing was enjoying a game where Notre Dame was getting its butt kicked and Brent Musburger had to go and be creepy. So Anyway, moving we, on. We miss you, Brent.
1: Moving on.
0: <laughs> um, this one seems like we have it every year because it seems like the Patriots are there every year, but the color of Belichick's uh, shirt you got blue minus one fifty, gray plus one forty, red and white both plus nine hundred. I don't think it's red or white. I've never seen him in red and white. Never seen seeing red. Seeing him in that would be like seeing like a like a fish out of water.
1: So I mean, are we we're assuming he goes. There's nothing other than a hoodie, right? Oh. There's no like pullover or anything like that. I think that, it'll be a it hoodie. i it's got to be gray, doesn't it? I mean, you can't imagine you're getting very good odds on that. My thought
0: is blue, but then if, if the odds for gray are better than blue, I think gray's a smart player.
1: Just the fact that the Patriots are wearing white.
0: I don't think it matters.
1: Factor. Do
0: you think Belichick thinks about that for even one second of his day? I think he has, like, a whole closet. You I think know? he
1: might think about it for exactly one second. <laughs> I'll, I'll push on that one. All
0: right. Okay, this one seems like free money to me, so you might, maybe you need to talk me out of why it it is it. The temperature outside the stadium. How many times will it be mentioned during the broadcast?
1: Is this, wh- this is whistle to whistle again? Whistle
0: to whistle. Half time doesn't count. Zero. You don't think they're gonna mention it?
1: No, they'll mention it before kickoff. But why would they? What reason would they have to mention it during the game?
0: I don't know, because indoors. they're all mad that they're in Minnesota. Like they're all like all the whole media people have been complaining all week. The high for Sunday is nine. You don't think that people are going to complain on the broadcast? Yeah, they'll
1: definitely talk about it like before the game kicks off. They're like, "Oh, it's chilly outside, but we're warmed up and ready to ready to roll in in the dome or whatever it is." You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not Joe Buck, but nor would I ever want to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it's indoor game. It's a non factor in terms of like kicking field goals or the playing conditions. So I, I'm gonna do my best to talk you out of that one. I don't know zero. Zero percent chance.
0: You actually can get a better payout by saying under. It's minus two hundred if it's over, or plus one hundred and fifty if it's under,
1: or most likely it's just going to push. Well, well, they. What do you mean? How could it push? If it was one,
0: it's over under one.
1: Oh well, I'll, there you go, America. Take take the <laughs> under on that one. There's a hidden gem for you.
0: All right. Okay. This one I think is free money also, but again, you might disagree with me. Number of times cardson once is mentioned on the broadcast. Same rules. Um, must say the word once. Um, over under three
1: and a half. You said it was five and a half. I was we wrong. Were we were
0: not recording, and then I did research, and then I looked it up. Stop God. calling me out for things I said when we were just talking. Oh.
1: Wow, you've been wrong a lot in the last two minutes. All right. Um, okay, <laughs> three and a half. That's that. That'll be close. I mean, obviously, they'll mention it the very like the first time the Eagles take the field. They'll do the little Nick Foles backstory. I'm sure they'll be like, oh, Foles came in, filled in for Carson Wentz, and then they'll show his progression over the course of the last few weeks. So there's one right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: They'll show him like celebrating a big play. Like, oh, Carson, Carson Wentz over on the sideline On his
1: crutches, and it'll yeah. just break my little heart.
0: Yeah, but that, that's at least two. At some well, point, they will show him happily celebrating something that happened. We'll have
1: to pour some out for Carson at that point.
0: I, I just think it, I just think they're going to. I
1: yeah, just mentioning the name Wentz. I right now, yeah, I think that's set at a pretty good over under. I'd probably steer clear of that one altogether, mm-hmm. or just take the one with whichever the better payout is, because I think it'll be yeah. either 3 or 4.
0: Over 3.5 is minus 200. Under is a plus 150. So I guess you want to go under.
1: I'd, I, yeah, just, just for the odds there, I'd probably go under, but I don't feel good about it. Okay,
0: all right. I think that's a good one. We disagree. Well done, Vegas. Uh, oh, here's a great one. Um, here's the way this is phrased. Total Donald Trump tweets on February 4th. So it doesn't have to be about the Super Bowl. doesn't have to be during the Super Bowl. It does
1: not have to be... Yeah, okay.
0: Uh, over or under five. Now, I don't closely follow the president's tweets because... You're definitely
1: more of an expert on this than I am. But
0: my understanding is that I think Sunday, Saturday, Sunday morning is when he's kind of waking up, doesn't have a full schedule. I think that's when he fires off some of his gems.
1: Yeah. He's always like... Like, he'll be watching Fox News and you'll probably get... I feel like usually his tweet storm is about... Usually good for like two or three...
0: Yeah, sometimes more. Depends on what kind okay. of mood he's in. But I think if, if he gets up and does two or three, which I think.
1: Let's say two. Let's conservatively fair, say two. Is
0: a fair bet. Okay. On a Sunday. And then is he going to tweet during the game? Is he going to tweet about the game? Congrats to my friend Bob Kraft, Or um, tweeting about players kneeling during the national anthem?
1: I don't know. No. Oh, yeah. Um. I mean, if he's going to mention it in his freaking State of the Union address, uh, I think he'll probably... It's probably safe to say he'll tweet about it, I- assuming that somebody does actually kneel. So... Which I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but... I don't know. Have players been kneeling
0: during the playoffs?
1: I don't know. I it don't think it's going to happen in, in the storyline.
0: I mean, I know there were a couple of Eagles that were some of the major players in it. I oh, yeah, I Malcolm Jenkins has been right. one
1: of the most vocal guys about it.
0: Also, you get minus 120 on either side of this, so... I'm, I'm going to go under... I'm kind of feeling that, too, but I think... It seems like a stretch. I think it depends entirely on how many tweets he fires off in the morning storm. If he... Obviously, if he does, like, four in the morning, then boom, you're, I think you're
1: in, but... Yeah, but if Saturday Night Live happens to do a, a <laughs> sketch with, you know... That's
0: a good point. If it's after midnight Eastern time, does that count? What time's that already?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think it's a 24-hour window. So, all right. That stuff's all time-stamped.
0: But the Super Bowl is in Central time, so... Are we going by Eastern or are we going by Central?
1: Uh, I'm not saying... It know. doesn't say... Are any. we going by Vegas time? It's a great question.
0: Well, either way, I think under is a smart bet, but it obviously would shock nobody if
1: he goes over on that. And I think we're really all... You know what? I wouldn't want to bet that either because I think we're all rooting for the over. <laughs> I think... I don't know about that, but... <sighs> Just from a sheer entertainment sure. value. Sure. not a, oh my dear God, this man's the president of our country. Yeah, that's a kind, right. kind of take. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. This one is more fun and not about Donald Trump. Uh, will there be a flea flicker attempt?
1: Now normally I
0: would say no but I watched both games last weekend. I think three of the four teams that played on Sunday did some sort of flea flicker attempt. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Um, the Eagles definitely did. That was the, amazing. The Jaguars definitely did.
0: And then I feel like the, maybe it wasn't like a textbook flea flicker but I feel like the Patriots had some sort I of weirdo play. I think the Patriots did too. I'm I don't know. I I don't know. know. No, that I, probably means they're not going to pull it out two weeks in a row. I wouldn't
1: think so. I would think they'll do some sort of. I'm sure the Eagles are going to do some kind of trick play. I mean, in the divisional game, it was the the two uh, uh, kind of jet sweep handoffs to Aguilor, yeah. one of which worked amazingly, the other one failed miserably. Well, they did the exact same play, yeah. Um, yeah, it turns out you can't just do out. that. In it in turns the NFL, out
0: people remember. Yeah, people playing Madden
1: and playing real football are not the same. <laughs> apparently. Um, so yeah, I would probably say no on the flea flicker, but also I would imagine you're probably going to be terrible odds on It's not worth one. betting, yeah. Minus so, 250. So, yes, yeah, it's plus 170, so
0: if you're feeling good about it, it might be a fun one.
1: Everyone I mean, I, wants to see a flea flicker. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. You don't want to be on the betting on the other side of that one.
0: Uh, another one about how many times something is shown on the broadcast. The Rocky statue over under one. I'm going to go under because the game Again, this is... Again, this is
1: wire to wire. Like, whistle, whistle. I think whistle. it's the same. Yeah. Whistle to whistle, okay. no half time. Under. They would definitely show it in, like, the post-game show if the Eagles win. And it'll probably be in, like, a pregame montage talking about the blue-collar toughness underdog mentality of the people of Philadelphia and its team. But mm-hmm. during the broadcast, no. Can't. Definitely not more than once. If they were .5, then... If the over-under were at 0.5, then I might think about it, but no,
0: going, going down. under again. I think
1: one. It's going to push.
0: Okay. Um, Justin Timberlake, will he sing a Prince song? I think this is a gimme. No, granted, that's what the odds reflect. Yes is a minus 230. No is a plus 160. I feel like in Minnesota, he has to. Like, because we, we all kind of believe in our heart that if, if Prince were alive, he would be doing the halftime show. I feel like he need to do at least a nod. I'm not sure if he's going to do a full song, but he'll do something. Yeah,
1: and it actually seems like a like a, from a just a fit, like a musical fit yeah. standpoint, like it's you know, not that much of a stretch for right, you know, the type of pop that I'm not G&T saying he's as good there. as Prince,
0: I'm just saying that him covering a Prince song, I'm saying he's like, probably
1: Whoa. definitely a better guitar player.
0: <laughs> I'm not even going to
1: respond to that statement. Okay. Hopefully, maybe they'll open up the stadium like the Cowboys do so that it can okay. rain on him while he's <sighs> performing, you so he amazing. can really outmatch Prince once and for all. Okay. Will an I will accept your Minnesota hate. <laughs> fly equals fly. This is
0: not even a Minnesota thing. It was just the, just the music thing. Uh, will another NSYNC member appear with him? Plus 200 for yes, minus 300 for no. I'm Ooh. thinking it's a no, but this could be a fun one.
1: I think that one's worth taking a flyer on mm. at plus 200. I mean... I don't
0: know. My only thought is that I think we would have some inkling of it by now. Because I feel like when Beyonce brought Kelly and Michelle back from Destiny's Child, by this point... I can't remember if they announced it or if it was just like heavily rumored, but I feel like it would be very hard to keep that under wraps. Though to be fair, it's not like anyone in NSYNC is doing anything anyway. Like no one's. You know. Yeah, if you
1: call them at like three <laughs> o'clock that day and be like, "You guys still know the bye 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 dance, right?" And like, Dude, that's literally what I was doing in front of my mirror. Like, Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there in an hour. Although it does seem like it would be tough for the for JT to get in the obligatory promotion of his whatever hit yeah. single off his new album is the two songs that everyone actually wants to hear yeah, and Prince. plus a Prince tribute yeah. plus Sync. Yeah. That doesn't all seem doable. I mean, I think
0: Beyonce did fit in like seven classics somehow. She's the queen. She is the queen. And JT is, is not the queen. She is to my benevolent knowledge. queen. And that is why she invited Kelly and Michelle back. And JT. I don't know. I feel like he's moved on from his life In Sync.
1: Are you trying to say that JT is not benevolent or not the queen? Neither. JT, if you're listening, you are being called out.
0: <laughs> Let's just
1: talk, um, by the way, briefly. She's not at Caitlin Swyka on Twitter, Mr. Timberlake. That's at Caitlin Swyka.
0: This is not a prop bet, but uh, just in general, what songs do we think he's going to play? I think he has to close with uh, Can't Stop the Feeling because it's a terrible song that everyone knows the words to because the only words are dance, dance, dance.
1: So that you will is, not be you will not be following his instructions then. That, that one is a shoe Is <laughs> This when you go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah, during that.
0: No, I love the halftime show, and that's why I think he's gonna be. I just think he's gonna be boring. That's all. Um, I would like to see some Rock Your Body, but again, that was the song that he was playing um, when the nipplegate incident occurred, I believe. So I don't so think we're looking
1: at a Lance Bass nip slip I in he's gonna uh, bring, in 2018. Don't think he's gonna bring that one back. Which sync member do you least want to see a nip slip from?
0: The fat one, right?
1: J- Joey. See J J C. Which one? one's the fat one?
0: Well, his last name was Fatone, so that's why I call him the fat one. I don't actually think he was that fat.
1: Wow, uh, he's probably heard that all his I, life. You're yeah. just contributing to I probably very low self-esteem. Might rather
0: see Joey Fat One's nipple than Chris Kirkpatrick at this point. That's, I don't that think is I want. thing is, I don't think I want to see those guys on stage in 2018. It has been 20 years since they were like a big thing. And when you look back, other than JT. And, or sorry, JT and JC. There was no one in that band that was super attractive. Was I attracted to uh, Lance Bass as a child because of his cute, spiky blonde hair? Maybe. We all make mistakes. (laughs) The
1: 90s were a simpler time. Um, With simpler ideas. We have both
0: found ourselves since then, and I'm ready to move on. And I don't really want to see these, like, 45-year-old guys prancing around on stage, to be honest with you. So, I don't know. I I'm interested to see which song
1: he which songs he picks. So but, do you uh, think he will have any get? He's got to have a guest come on with yeah, him. Yeah, if be. it's if it's not going to be in sync, like you would think, we would know who it was going to be. What by
0: about now. like Ti,
1: to do my love, which is interesting,
0: potentially the best Justin really song. Um. It'll be someone like that. He's got, a lot, he's got a lot of pals in the music industry that are not in sync, and I think he'll bring out, he'll bring out somebody, but
1: I don't think he's going to bring out in sync. You're not on the Jimmy Fallon hype train? Oh, you Jimmy think Fallon.
0: Jimmy Fallon will do their the Their
1: romance is well documented. He'll
0: do the intro video.
1: Oh, right. I forgot they always do that. Yeah. Well, they not
0: always, but I think they will. Synergy, etc.
1: Hashtag branding.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope you proved me wrong, JC, because is, I have not been this unexcited for a halftime show since
1: Madonna? Here's, here's another good prop bet. What are the odds that JT got to whatever this is, like the 30 minute mark of this podcast or <laughs> wherever we're at? We're right pretty now. far. Right? I think we're past 40. Four, 400 to 1, 400,000 to 1.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, you know, he probably just listens to 10 minutes and turns it off. You know him. You know he's he's 10 got a busy schedule. Yeah. All right. So the last prop bet that I had written down. Okay. Um, which is also a classic. Who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first? All right. And in order of, um, you know, the highest to lowest... I never know what, what's high, what's low. Like, most likely or least likely, based on the odds. Okay. We have uh, my teammates, God. I cannot read... Oh, the city. The city where the team is based. Okay. Um, The coaches, the owner, and the family.
1: My family. All right, so... I mean, our short list of MVPs is—I would think Brady overwhelmingly the favorite. Yeah, wouldn't the easy Fools. thing be to
0: find an old Brady speech yeah, and see who he thinks think? I mean, first. he's won the
1: thing what four times? I think so. Five times Super, no, four times Super Bowl MVP. So, yeah, it shouldn't be too tough to to go back and figure that one out. I hope it's—I hope it doesn't mention Giselle first every time. Give some love to give some love to you know the coach who is the goat. Bill Belichick, like, they should probably be the first person you mentioned every time. I think the dark horse here is the city. Because
0: if it's, like, Chris Long or, you know, Fletcher Cox or somebody, this is for
1: you, Philly? Well, yeah, if it's anyone on the Eagles, you gotta think it's for the fans slash city. Is, what are the odds on TB12? What if he just thanks <laughs> his own diet and that trainer?
0: Alex Guerrero, oh, that would be great. Yeah, Al- Alex Guerrero
1: would be, uh, would be yeah. a nice a nice long shot. My outs.
0: favorite my favorite bet in this is that you can get plus 200 odds on. They don't mention any of those things. Well, like the odds should be way longer than that on. Does not mention your teammates god, city, coach, owner or family.
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> god is pretty much for sure making it in there. and if god, if it's not god or teammates like yeah, what are you talking about? Maybe you just skip straight to the Disney World thing It does seem to me, at that point. so at
0: this point, between those six, family is by far the longest at 16 to 1 odds. That seems way too long to me. The fact that owner is 10 to 1. thank your family first, though. Wow. Yeah, how dare
1: you. I dare you think about your wife and children. Yeah, not first. They didn't help you win the Super Bowl. <laughs> They're just like, they're chilling in the executive suite or whatever, okay. eating chicken wings or whatever, or sorry, no, eating soy and whatever it else is that TB12 makes uh, that family eat. All right.
0: Well, I think if you're looking for a value bet here, I'm going with City. Because if Philly, if someone from Philly wins, there's a good chance they go up there and think.
1: What is that? Plus 700? Yeah. yeah. So if teammates... It's, if it's anyone on the Eagles, I gotta think, yeah, that's well, that's a good bet. I
0: think, I mean, God is always most likely. So you have teammates 2-1, to one, God is 3-1, to one. City and Coach are both 7 Owner ten to one, family sixteen to one. Does not mention any two to one. Which again, I think that should be like twenty to one. What are the odds if you don't mention any of those things if they just took the trophy and walked off stage?
1: Yeah, who's ever done that?
0: I don't know. Like maybe if Richard Sherman. I was one. just gonna say
1: Richard, <laughs> Richard Sherman. Was,
0: I'm the best corner in the league. Michael
1: Crabtree would be on the list if the Seahawks were playing the Super Bowl.
0: I think the yeah, the haters should be on this list too. Could I get forty to one odds on the haters?
1: Actually, yeah, that's a there's a good chance that Tom Brady wins the MVP. He'll say something about the haters or uh, Seth Wickersham.
0: Uh, I think Tom Brady is just too vanilla. He just keeps all his hatred inside.
1: Sure, Giselle loves that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, who do we think? Uh, well, I think we can probably agree if the Patriots win, Brady is the MVP. Uh,
1: it's it's hard to imagine anything different unless you know. Gronk or one of his receivers happens to catch multiple touchdowns. I, I feel like the Eagles have a much deeper pool yeah, of I was potential gonna say, MVP so candidates. If the
0: Eagles won, it's likely Nick Foles are a defensive player, I would think.
1: I mean, yeah, Foles is obviously your number one bet just because he's the quarterback. I would think Ajayi would probably be number two if he scores a couple touchdowns.
0: J.A. Ajayi is um, both thrilling and terrifying. Every time, I just expect him to drop the ball every time.
1: Well, yeah, because he fights for them hard Uh, yards. Yeah, he
0: does, and then sometimes he drops the ball.
1: Um, A a long shot at Super Bowl MVP? So I would say then after a Jai, it would probably be, then you've got, like, Zach Ertz, I think, would be the most likely receiver slash pass catcher to win it. And then I think Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham on the defensive side if they get a big, you know, strip sack or fumble or hashtag scoop and score. Uh, Dark horse there, Torrey Smith. Because the only thing Tory Smith can do is catch a long, a, like a go route for a touchdown.
0: Torrey Smith is at 100 to one odds.
1: So there you go. If Torrey Smith catches <laughs> a 60 yard touchdown and like two other, you know, first down length, you know, long ish passes, you're looking at like three catches, 90 yards, maybe the go ahead or you know a huge touchdown in the game. So if you're looking for a value there, I would on the Eagles side, I would definitely go Torrey Smith at 100 at 100 to one, especially.
0: I'm trying to look. So they kind of like put a ton of people on the list now so that the field doesn't really have anybody left in it. Um, Fletcher Cox 33 to 1. That's pretty good. Malcolm Jenkins also 100 to 1. And I might throw a dollar on Ricky Jean Francois just because I love his name. And he has 200 to 1 Trey Byrne 200 to 1. That's fascinating. He always vultures little touchdowns from Zach Ertz.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's uh, Jalen But Mills. again, you got to think though, like the MVP. Probably doesn't just score one touchdown, like they've got to have kind of probably kind of like three or four different if it's not the quarterback, three or four maybe like big plays in the game. Um, so Jalen Mills 200 to one. What if he like has a pick in like a really important pass batted down? I mean, if he has a pick, uh, pick six is really the only way you're going to get a DB. Who did
0: that last week? What was the name of that guy? Patrick
1: Robinson. Uh, he's also good But joined. like we talked about it earlier, I don't think either of us really think Tom Brady's going to throw an interception, much less one that gets returned for a touchdown. Jake, so.
0: Jake Elliott, 6,600.
1: Has a kicker ever been a MVP?
0: <laughs> it's the same odds as Rex Burkhead. Shout out, Rex Burkhead. Shout out, Plano. Just kidding.
1: The real title town in uh <laughs> Don't let, don't let Foxborough or Green Bay or anywhere else tell you otherwise. It's it's all about the fighting brickheads.
0: All right. Well, I will point out that uh, Nick Foles is at plus 325. 325. So, if you do think the Eagles are going to win, that's pretty smart money.
1: Is he really the best odds? Of no. Brady's any...
0: minus 110. But, yeah, Foles. Okay.
1: Foles at plus 325 is the next best. Wow. Yeah. I mean,
0: so, from top to bottom, it's Brady, Foles, Gronk, Lewis, Amendola, Ajayi. So, if for the first six are Patriots. Anyway. I mean,
1: that's, that's fair. Um, if you think the
0: Eagles are going to win, Fools uh, probably will follow, will follow. So.
1: All right. Well, do I you know. have a... Uh, does that cover all of our profits? bets? I, I believe so. Do you have a, a prediction?
0: I'm going to speak with my heart, and I have not given this as much thought as you have from a football perspective, but... No,
1: I was, I was, I was talking about the which commercial is going to be first. Oh, oh, oh. Most well, important thing. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola.
0: I have a feeling about them this year.
1: Okay. It's almost always like Bud Light or Doritos. Oh, I saw this Last on a... Last year
0: was something weird.
1: I saw this on a prop bet sheet, though, that I was very excited about. Just from a... It's like kind of a math question, but also just... It, it, this is just a fun question. Um, it was over under the number of total times that Dilly is said yeah. throughout the entire game. So... Obviously, every time they say it, they say it twice. Yeah. So, I think that, I believe the over-under was set at 12. So that means six, six times they'll say dilly-dilly. So you're probably looking at three, Mm -hmm. three or four Bud Light commercials.
0: But they say it a bunch of times per commercial. I don't
1: know. Yeah, they probably say it maybe like four times per commercial.
0: I think it's over.
1: I think it's an over. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that too. Do you want it to be over? Is the real question. It's,
0: a, it's one of the more enjoyable end campaigns we've had in a long time. It hasn't quite jumped the shark yet, so.
1: I th- yeah, I think if they pull out like, and you would assume they would for you know the Super Bowl, but you know a, a new rendition of, of the campaign, you know I'd be I'd be very into that. But
0: they'll be a new. Commercial. They
1: definitely run have run the old commercials into the ground, sure. just airing them so and much. It's just like
0: uh, I can't remember the last time there was a campaign that was like that's a funny idea. Like this character, like this catchphrase. Doesn't make me want to drink Bud Light, but I like the commercials.
1: So. No, no. Anyway. But you know, awareness is is half the battle. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Well, anyway, Eagles are gonna win, to Eagles are fly. going to win. I believe.
1: Fly Eagles, fly! I, don't know. I just. It think... took me till Tuesday to finally come <laughs> around. After all the mental simulations I did, I kept kept landing on twenty four to twenty Patriots, and now now I'm flipping it. 24-20 to 20, uh, birds.
0: I just keep thinking back to last week when I, I thought it would be a close game. And I still, I think in my heart, I kind of thought the Vikings were going to win just because I didn't know how Nick Foles. And, like, I don't think Nick Foles is going to play as well. But he doesn't have to play that well. He has to not make mistakes, make a couple big plays, and the defense has to play well. He has to, like, I don't know. I mean, I, you can't play scared against the Patriots, but just, this team has just, like, a fun swagger to it. I just want to believe. I think they could do it.
1: Yeah I, believe, yeah, I mean, I, I believe in Dougie P uh, with with his play calling has been pretty much as good as you could ask for all postseason. He'll put fools in, in great situations uh, to, yeah, like you said, not make mistakes, make safe easy throws, but also, you know, take some shots downfield, be aggressive. Um, so yeah, I uh, think the Eagles will do just enough. Although, I don't know if you saw this, there's... CBS, i think it was cbs sports put a uh, did a madden simulation of the game mm-hmm. in which i believe the eagles went behind 30 to 28 and then returned a blocked extra point for two points this to doesn't force seem overtime like, and,
0: doesn't seem like and then in lost
1: in overtime it's like all right yes congratulations you got me to click on this article like, do you feel good about yourselves now?
0: There's one stat that the computer doesn't have. Is it heart? T-W-T-W. The will to win. Wow. It's a Hawk Harrelson uh, invented and patented stat, and uh, the Eagles have it, I believe.
1: Okay, so then going back to our, our the actual theme of our podcast, which is, uh, in theory, baseball. Uh, what baseball cliche um, would you say will most describe uh, either the outcome of the Super Bowl or... Um just how things will play out on Sunday.
0: Hm. Put me on the spot here. I
1: don't know. You the know the beauty of editing is that we can take <laughs> you take spots
0: you You know it. when like a pitcher says like I just gotta trust my pitches. Just gotta just gotta make my Gotta hit trust my your spots. trust your stuff. Just gotta trust my stuff. I think that's what it is. Like they, the Eagles just have to trust their stuff. They've been using it all year. They gotta trust Nick Foles. Just let him hit his spots. Just you know. See, see the ball, throw the ball. Catch the ball. Sure.
1: I think we'll be talking about how the Patriots are lollygaggers <laughs> <laughs> at the end of this one. But you set me up I to be like
0: an idiot on this one. And then you had a very clever line.
1: Well, While you were talking, I was ignoring you <laughs> and thinking about it. Um, we can edit this one out. It's fine. No.
0: Um, the people need to hear... I thought I came up with a good answer. The people, the
1: need, people need, need to hear our honest and authentic takes and awkward pauses and silences.
0: This one. i just gotta trust my stuff so.
1: eagles just, i like it yeah so eagles flying 24 to 20 book I mean, it I mean, I just believe. don't put any money on it we
0: believe and next week this time hopefully we will be back here still believing
1: and if uh we're not still believing that could be the end of this podcast <laughs> uh and joy in the world as we know it all together so let's let's pray for an eagle's win
0: and on that note <laughs>
1: Fly, fly, Eagles, fly. I'm
0: Caitlin Swiker, Go Cubs, go. We'll see you next week.
1: And I'm Will Heckman Mark. Fly, Eagles, fly. And the Cardinals are good, too.